the OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Welcome in. I am Cannon. Uh, if you're new to the channel, well, now you know the first thing. My name is Cannon. That's uh, spelled with a K. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on social like Cannon Radio. Also spell Cannon with a K because uh, that's how I spell my name. Uh, today, Jake. I'm super excited. Everyone loves all the videos that have gone viral of Jake playing Golden Hour in various pianos in public and for his high school music teacher. Are all those actually real, though? We're going to get the scoop from uh, Jake today on OHP and OHP Uncut. And if you subscribe to the channel, you can be entered to win a virtual meet and greet with your favorite artists. We choose new followers. They get to win things like that. Uh, if you see the videos below, you'll check out a couple of um, people who have won here on Open House Party and OHP Uncut and have gotten to meet their favorite artists on Zoom. That can be you. Click subscribe. It's Jake on OHP Uncut. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good, brother. Where are you at today? I am in Rhode Island. Oh, and How why about are you, you in Rhode Island? Uh, I live here. <laughs> oh, you do live in Rhode Island. What part? Providence? Uh, right near Providence. Okay. I lived in Providence for a little while. I worked at 92 Pro FM in Providence, where we... Oh. This show is a national show, and so I'm still on that radio station. We are now on that radio station. That's sick. Oh, amazing. I love it. Yeah. And I also worked at a, uh, there was another little radio station called Fun 107. Have you ever heard of that one? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it was in a strip mall. I didn't work there long, but it was in a strip mall in um, Fall River. That's where it was. Fall River. Okay, okay. So for That's our sick. people in, in Providence, what are some of your your like, favorite spots in Providence? Where do you go? Well, there's a number of solid restaurants. Um, always like to go to Thayer Street. Uh, that is kind of the vibe. Go get some Den Den. Go get some Bajas. Um, yeah, when I'm in Providence, I usually hit Thayer Street. <laughs> so is there the pressure that, that comes with a lot of artists when you start to blow up, like move to LA, move to New York, anything like that? Or Yeah, for me, there was definitely some pressure. I felt, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there, but I realized that um, just focusing on my music and my craft and, you know, given that social media is, it can reach anywhere. I just realized, you know, I don't, I don't think I need to move. And um, I spent a little bit of time in LA, but I realized very quickly that staying in Rhode Island, staying with my family and friends was going to be a better route for me. And so, um, yeah, plus it was lockdown. And so when I really first started getting into it and so um, that, yeah, it just made sense for me to stay home. And I, I love it here. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool the way the music industry changed. You don't need to be in any of those places anymore. I mean, look at you blowing up. TikTok really fucking changed music in a way that none of us could have ever seen coming, you know? Mm, I mean, it's absolutely. Not, it, it started out as like, oh, here, here's some cute videos. But now it's like, th that's how artists break. And you can live in, in fucking Alaska and it doesn't matter anymore. As long as your content is good and you're coming correct, it doesn't matter where you are. I think that's really cool. Absolutely. I, I agree. I love it. So how did, what, made, what gave you the idea to like start putting your mom on these TikToks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. It was, it was lockdown. I didn't really have much to do outside of just being a songwriter. I was trying to write songs for other people. I was a producer, songwriter for a few years leading up to that. And I was just, you know, trying to get my songs out there. And I 
one day I was messing around in the studio and I had this idea to have my mom come in and make a beat on the spot. And I was like behind the scenes in between clips, I would be like, okay, press it with this rhythm. And she's a piano teacher, a music teacher for elementary school. And so um, she ended up uh, picking it up very quickly. And so I would make these beats. I would spend hours on them and then I'd simplify them and be like, okay, we're going to take this clip by clip and record it. And so I had that idea. Um, and then I just had enough time for it during lockdown. My whole family was home and I was like, let's just try it. And it went crazy viral. I love that. And that must mean that your mom has been supportive of this career, um, for as long as you can remember, huh? Yeah, no, she, um, you know, is, is a longtime musician. I have a lot of uh, family that, that does music and um, grew up just singing and playing instruments all the time. So um, yeah, she's definitely excited for where things have gone. So you've known pretty much your whole life that this is what you're going to be doing, huh? You know, I, it was funny. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, even in school, I wasn't really sure. I had kind of pushed away the thought of music. Um, I wasn't really passionate about it until I started writing and producing songs when I was 14. Um, it was just kind of a thing that my family did that was kind of cringy to me to even think about doing. But well, how um, is it cringy because your, your family was doing it and whatever your family Yeah, was it's like cringy. when 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 your whole family is like very musical, it's just kind of like, uh, like I don't like to like, you know, it just has this stigma in my head. Totally. Like, you know, if your mom tries to do something cool, it makes you cringe out. You know, that's just how it is. Yeah. And so that's that was my relationship to music growing up quite a bit. Um, I definitely, you know, grew up around music. So I had the ear for it, but I didn't like to practice. I didn't really want to do it for a career. But once I started writing songs um, and producing, I just, you know, all those skills that I learned over the years just kind of came together. And um, it just made me super excited to get out there and start writing songs. And um, yeah, by the time I was 16, I quit my basketball team and I was writing all the time because it was my favorite thing. When did you start playing the piano? My mom started teaching me when I was three years old and um, I was giving her a hard time. So she let me take lessons from someone else. And then I wanted to play a different instrument. I went to drums for a few years and then I went to guitar for a few years. So I got like a base level knowledge in the different instruments and um, yeah, piano just kind of stuck out a little bit now as the years have gone by. Like I use piano more than any other instrument. There were a lot of listener questions that came in. Uh, Lily in Jersey said, um, if you weren't doing music, what would you do? Um, do you have any idea what you would do? Have you ever had a job not in music? Like, I, like my first job was at Chili's and it sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had a job like that? Yeah, no, I was actually, I was a library at my college. Um, I had first started off with um, teaching piano, guitar, drum lessons when I was probably, I think I started when I was like 13. Um, just teaching young kids. And then um, I just happened to be like at the college, I eventually dropped out, but there was a year there when I was a librarian, fun fact. So, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't see much of a career in that, huh? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not much of a book guy. I want to be, but I just, I have such a hard time reading books. (laughs) This is a fun question from Chloe. Um, What do you want people to feel when they listen to your music? Is there, uh, there is probably not one certain answer to that question, but how do you want people to feel when they listen to music? What, what kind of emotions are you trying to stir up in people? I, I think, you know, that's kind of been my thing for the last couple of years is just trying to encapsulate a certain emotion in a song and allow people to 
experience that to the fullest, um, not have any confusing emotions. I think music, you know, back in like the classical era where everyone listened to like classical music, it was so all over the place emotionally that it was just kind of, you know, jarring to, to even listen to. And so I just say, okay, what does this feel like? And let's make a whole song that makes you feel that way. Um, and to me, like, that's the way I listen to music. If I'm in a certain vibe or a feel, I want to listen to sad songs or I want to listen to exciting songs. And so um, I want people to feel um, just deeply. That's, that's the general idea is just to have a deep experience with the music. You've definitely done that with Golden Hour. That is a, a powerful song, man. It really Thank you. I, <laughs> someone asked, their name was Snoozlepuss, by the way. Shouts out <laughs> to Snoozlepuss. Uh, who did you write that song? Who, who, was, uh, who was it written for? About. You know, it's it's funny. I had written my um, entire album with the focus on my first relationship. Um, it was documenting kind of from the first time I fell in love all the way down to um, falling out of love, you know, from heartbreak, sadness and then eventually moving on. Um, but this song specifically was inspired by someone who is very much recently in my life and is still in my life. Um, but the, uh, you know, early on, um, I was kind of saying that as like, you know, that's how I used to feel, but honestly, like on the low, I was like experiencing that. And so it was coming from a very authentic and right now sort of feeling. What a crazy experience it, it must've been for that person, for you to play that song for them for the first time. Uh, it was, it was really special for sure. <laughs> Uh, it had to be. And have you been, in, uh, of course you have like been in public somewhere with that person and the song came on. Yeah. It's um, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's, you know, it's kind of overcame my whole world. I can't really go too many places without like, you know, hearing it somewhere, but yeah, it's such a sick thing. I, I feel um, with my music, making sure that it's coming from an authentic place is, is really important because people can sniff that out if it's just like coming from a regurgitated emotion it's like yeah. we want to feel how you feel right now and so that song i remember when i wrote it i was like you know i think this is the best song i've ever written and uh, nobody really believed in it like my team and stuff like that they didn't think this was like the single or anything but wow. i remember feeling like i just love this song and i can't get over that and regardless of what people think i'm i just want to release it i mean did they think that it was kind of ballsy to maybe come out with a, a love song um as your first song i mean i guess right it was it was more so that like the the style of the music it didn't have much drums at all you know it's kind of um just a, a beautiful moment but wasn't like in your face necessarily for for some of the song is very just vibey but it does have you know some real dramatic moments um but you know it's not your conventional top hot 100 song you know like the, some of them have a little formula feel to them but this song just kind of broke that mold and you kind of take a risk when you release music like that. I think that that is what makes it amazing. That's why I love playing it on the radio is it doesn't sound like everything else. Mm -hmm. um, actually. Thank you. That's Thank the you. Selling point. I wonder if I can, I want to look at your Instagram and ask them. I like doing a little uh, deep dive. Uh, a couple of things that I noticed. Number one, I'm glad I'm not the only one that made this connection. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you it's, watch the show? Yes, I, I watched it. And um, I I agree with everyone that the resemblance is pretty insane. Um, it's kind of funny that I'm having this moment right now. And he's also having this moment with, you know, having a record breaking Netflix series 
And um, yeah, I get it all the time. People are like, oh, that's Tyler from Wednesday. And then people were mistaking him for me. And people are saying, oh, you did such a great job acting. And it's, it's the funniest thing. <laughs> did you do the uh, Wednesday dance, by the way? Did you learn that? No, not yet. No. <laughs> this was a special night for you, huh? Yes, it was. It was, it was insane. <laughs> Tell me about that night with Alicia Keys. You know, she is, I keep saying that she's one of my favorite celebrities I've ever met, you know, like all the credit to her. She is so talented and, and just, you know, overly nice. She's just awesome. And, um, you know, there, there's people like that, that you meet in the industry that really just, you know, make the, the whole process so enjoyable. Um, but yeah, that video specifically, um, we made this little gag joke, like that I snuck into her, um, you know, her dressing room and sang the song and then she popped in. But this one was actually one of the, the accidental takes. She was going to come in and sing it with me, but she, she, I was just practicing for like the video itself. And then she walked over and she grabbed her water bottle and she didn't even know I was recording. It was the funniest thing. So we just ran with this one. <laughs> Perfect. That's where the magic always happens is when you least expect it. Exactly. What about um, this guy really blew my mind. Um, yes. How did I, this is a, this is a guy, uh, someone's dad who just heard your song once and then started playing it and did a pretty damn good job, right? Yeah, no, he, he absolutely killed it. This sort of stuff is, you know, what you call really strong relative pitch or even perfect pitch. Um, but even more important than the perfect pitch is, is the relative pitch, I believe, because, um, you know, you can identify a note, but if you can't really put it in context, um, you can, you don't even need perfect pitch to be able to do something like this. It takes years of training and stuff like that. And so it's really respectable to be able to do something like this. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen his videos all over the place and, you know, I always thought of those songs growing up, like those piano songs that go viral. It's like, oh, like that piano line is so iconic. One day I want to write one of those. And now like my song is that song. And it's so sick. So cool. Yeah. And it's got me pumped up. I I always dreamed of that. I don't know shit about playing piano or anything like that. Is that a particularly difficult song to play? I mean, it looks like your hands are all over the place. That looks like it's gotta be hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, when, when I'm trying to play this song, it's so difficult because like the piano is so complicated, but I also want to sing well. And so um, it's been quite the challenge to really like, you know, master both sides, because if, if you're focusing too much on one, the other might just get a little complicated. And so right. um, it's been interesting trying to perform this song. <laughs> what about, uh, man, this one really, I think this might've been the first one I saw. Who's this that you're playing for here? Yes, this is my piano teacher. And um, I was just, you know, it was such a sick moment. And this was kind of the one that really took golden hour to the moon. Um, I, you know, was going back through my life and thinking like, you know, what sort of cool moments could I have now that things are kind of moving on for me and, you know, who in my life do I want to pay respects to and and really just, um, you know, share this moment with. And this was one that um, was really sick to me. Um, it was just such an amazing, uh, video to create, just reconnecting and playing the song. Um, yeah, that, that video is, is my biggest video I've ever released actually. Yeah. I mean, how many views does that have at this point? It's insane. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I, How did you arrange I don't even that, though? How did you arrange that with her? So it's funny, like, um, there's been through this whole process, I've been trying to connect with people, even just the one up and to the right, you'll see like, there's a, there's one of my younger students, stuff like that. And so I kind of just went through the old Rolodex and like, it wasn't that long ago that I reached out to them, but you know, just being like, Hey, uh, I have a song, like I want to play it for you sort of thing. And, um, yeah, like we did a series of some of those videos of just people in my life who had a great impact on me. And so, um, yeah, it was just really, really fun for me and really inspiring and exciting to be able to do that. Go a little deeper into this. <laughs> yeah. So I had announced here that I was dropping an album, but it was going to be my first and last album. Um, and this is because I want to move into a new space. I will still be creating music. That is not what I was saying here. Uh, some people were a little nervous about well, that's that. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but I dropped this album and um, I've yet to really say what's next for me. But right. um, I plan to really just um, think of music in a, in, a, in a different way and release it differently because, um, you know, I think times are changing and uh, I have a cool idea for how I want to release music in the future. So, um, yeah, to me, it was just kind of like, hey, you know, I really love how this album came out and I feel like I'm moving on to new things. And so, um, yeah, that's my last album. <laughs> so it's not like, okay, I'm going to go be an actor or something like that. You've got, you've got an idea of how you want to present music and, and, and share it with people in the future. And it's different than what's being done now. And you're not going to talk about that because you don't want someone to steal that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it on the low. Yeah. But soon, <laughs> soon for sure. I love it, man. So what do you got planned for the rest of uh, winter and the uh, spring months ahead? It's exciting. I have a New York show and an L.A. show. We put up tickets twice. They sold out twice in both venues. So um, we're just really pumped up and excited um, just to get out there, start touring, start, um, you know, just meeting meeting people who have been affected by my music. I'm, I'm really excited for that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been kind of madness recently, just keeping up with what golden hour has been doing, but, you know, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm blessed to be, uh, where I am right now. Just, you know, it's, it's all that I could really ask for. Well, we are going to play golden hour because we do, um, a lot, but <laughs> Thank you, when I have an artist like you on, I always, uh, like to try to branch off a little bit and ask if we're going to play one more song by you that you know that you feel like is an important representation of who you are and what you bring to the table what song should we play for uh, you know for north america <laughs> yeah you know it's it's funny i um just so happened with golden hour right at the end there's this piano line and some people were suspicious as to if it were intentional it definitely was intentional um but right at the end of golden hour there's this like kind of sad it, it goes from happy and it randomly twists sad and um it's because it's moving into the next section of the album which is uh the next song is this is what heartbreak feels like and so it'd be so sick um if you played that song because to me that's kind of like showing you know, the, the rise of just like the excitement of being with someone that you are just completely in love and obsessed with, and then something terrible happening and kind of twisting on its head and all of that passion is turned to uh, frustration. And so, um, yeah, I love the song. This is what heartbreak feels like. So that'd be my choice. <laughs> and, and there it is on open house party. We're going to play it right now. Jake, thank you for your time man. really appreciate you. 
It was good getting to know you a little bit. I can't wait to meet you in person. And shouts out to Providence. Hey, much love. Yeah, nice talking to you. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon.